Yet God is still good. His mercy is everlasting. Lord, I want to live for thee every day and every hour. Let your spirit be with us. And it's saving power. Lord, I want to live for thee. Every day and every hour. Spirit, go with us, thy spirit. 
the writings of the Apostle Paul. I want to look this morning in view of where we are. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Begin our reading with verse 13. <clears throat> and these are the words that you find there. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, 
that we, we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Amen. I want to talk just for a few minutes about our blessed hope. Our blessed hope. So that you can understand why we shout at funerals. So that you can understand how we count death as a time of celebration. Paul here is writing to the church that he had founded in Thessalonica. The Christians at Thessalonica, they, like Christians everywhere at that time, you remember, they were being persecuted for their faith in Jesus. But Paul was able to comfort them by assuring them that the day of the Lord is coming. And in that day, Jesus who had already conquered death, was going to come back and gather his people, his church, and then they would be with him forever. That's just the gospel message. Paul had already, he was telling them that this is how it will work out. Paul, though, due to persecution and threats, he was not able to spend a lot of time around the people in Thessalonica. He didn't spend a lot of time. He was only there for a few months, probably, and he communicated with them mostly through his son, Timothy. By the time of this writing, Paul had left the city to return to Athens and then he owned the Corinth. So he's writing this letter from probably Corinth. He's going on to do his missionary work and now he's writing back to the Thessalonians. And it was while he was gone, while he was gone away from them, that there was a misunderstanding that came up. The misunderstanding that came up was that the people got upset and they were struggling with his promise of the day of the Lord. They were struggling with what he told them about the second coming of Jesus. While they believed, they believed and they accepted Paul's teaching about the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. They believed with all of their hearts that he got up early Sunday morning and that he was coming back together. Those who believed, they they believed every bit of that. But they had a misconception 
concerning the timing of his return. Are y'all hearing this? Somehow, when Paul said it, they assumed that Jesus would come in their lifetime. Are y'all hearing this? They assumed that Jesus would come after all. Some of them in their lifetime had heard rumors of a baby born of a virgin over in Bethlehem. That was in their lifetime. In their lifetime, they had heard stories about how he grew up and how he went about healing sick folk and raising dead folk. They heard about that in their lifetime. In their lifetime, they had heard rumors about his death, his burial, and that he got up a Sunday morning. They heard all of this in their lifetime. Are y'all hearing me? And now Paul has come telling the story of his encounter with him and that he had met him on the Damascus Road and this same Jesus that he was going to return and he was going to gather everybody who believed. So since all of these things had taken place during their lifetime, the assumption was that Jesus, that Paul was telling them about, they assumed that he would come back during that lifetime. Am I making any sense? They just assumed that, that he'll be back, and since we know we saw everything else, we heard everything else, that he would come during our lifetime. So these people live their lives. Get this. They live their lives as if Jesus would come back any day. Y'all hearing this? They live their lives just like they thought Jesus could show up any minute. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Living your life as if Jesus is going to show up any day. What a wonderful way to live your life. Are y'all hearing me? Live your life like Jesus will show up any, that's, you know that, you do know that's the way we ought to live. Oh, y'all hear me? You, yeah, 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 yes. It's been 2,000 years later, and we're still waiting. Y'all hearing this? It's been 2,000 years later, and we are still waiting on Jesus to return. But since we don't know the day, since we don't know the hour of his return, then we ought to live every day. I'm trying to help somebody here. We ought to live every day like this just might be the day (laughs) that Jesus shows up. But these people struggle. They structured their lives. They structured their lives like that, believing that Jesus could show up any moment. Some of them were so convinced that he was coming back any day, that he was coming right back. They were so convinced that a lot of them quit their jobs. (laughs) It's in the Bible. It's in the book. It's in the book. They quit their jobs and, and, and joined some other folk just sitting around waiting. Waiting on Jesus to come. As a matter of fact, if you go back and read verse 11 and 12, Paul told these folk, go to work. (laughs) 
Yeah, look at verse 20. He, he told them to go to work. Yeah, and yeah, don't be sitting around depending on other folk to take care of you while you're waiting on Jesus to come. But here lies the problem. Here lies the problem. While they waited on his return, there were some folk who died. This was the problem. While they were waiting, there were some folk who died. And now, there was a great concern. What's going to happen to them? Y'all hear me? Jesus has fooled around and didn't come back like we thought. He, and some folk are dying. What's going to happen to them? We know and believe that Jesus is coming back for us, but what about those who are already dead? Are y'all hearing me? This, this is their concern. Did they miss out? Those folk who already died, did they miss out on the promise? Did they die too soon? What's going to happen to them? Will they be lost because they didn't live to see Jesus come back? So, since they didn't know, whenever somebody died, they cried. And they sorrowed exceedingly. They cried exceedingly because they thought that their loved ones had missed out on the return of Jesus. Are y'all hearing me? They, they thought that they had missed out on the time when Jesus is going to come back and gather his own. So here, Paul gets word of their concern. And, and this text is part of his response. He's responding to those who were worried about folk who already died. Let's go right to the book. He says, I don't want y'all to be ignorant. <laughs> right there. I would not have you be ignorant, brother. And I, I don't want you to be ignorant concerning them which are asleep. First thing I want you to notice is that it doesn't use the word dead. He uses the word sleep. Are y'all hearing me? And there's a difference between dead and sleep. The difference is when you're dead, you're done. But when you sleep, you expect to wake up after. Yeah. Y'all ain't hearing me. The English Standard Version said, but we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep. And the reason I don't want you to be uninformed is because I don't want y'all sorrowing or crying like folk who ain't got no hope. It's right there in the book. It's right there in the book. I don't want you crying like folk who ain't got no hope. Now here, Paul did not tell them, and please, we get this wrong. So He didn't say don't cry. He said don't cry like them. <laughs> Y'all hear me? He didn't say don't cry. Don't cry like folk who ain't got no hope. Paul says, 
I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to be uninformed because, watch this, if you are uninformed, you will cry just like folk who are lost. The, the, the inference here is that at death, at the death of a non-believer, folk are justified in crying. Are y'all hearing me? Because if they are not saved, their loved one is eternally lost. They're justified. They ought to cry. Are y'all hearing me? But for the believer... Although there may be tears, there ought, are y'all hearing me? They ought not be crying like folk who are lost. They ought not be crying like folk who have no hope. If you listen to what Paul is saying here, gonna, let me give a plug in for Bible study. Listen to what Paul is saying here. He's letting us know that there is no difference between the cry of a sinner and the cry of an uninformed Christian. Are y'all hearing this? Oh, that's a plug for Bible study right there. There's no difference in the cry of a sinner and the cry of an uninformed Christian. But Paul says here that I'm writing children of God so that you will know the difference. So that you will know that although you are crying, you are crying with hope. Y'all hearing me? I'm almost through. One of the worst experiences that I've had in 40 years of pastoring, preaching, one of the worst experiences I've ever had in these 40 years is hearing folk cry who have no hope. Are y'all hearing me? I've I, I watched folk cry at an unbeliever when they have not believed and they have matter of fact in many cases mocked the story of Jesus and to hear them cry it sounds like somebody watching a horror movie and if you're not saved it is a horror movie are y'all hearing me but Paul says I'm writing this so that you won't be crying like that. Oh yes, you'll still cry. But you cry with a blessed hope. You cry because you'll miss their presence. You cry because you'll miss their being around. You cry because they're no longer at the dinner table. You cry because they're no longer on vacation, vacation with you. But it's a different cry. Even as you weep, you weep with a blessed hope, the blessed assurance that we will meet again. Are y'all hearing me? So Paul is saying, the way I'm going to keep from crying like folk who have no hope is to share this information with you. The way I'm going to keep you from crying like folk who don't have any hope, let me share something with you. Your loved ones, though they have already died, they are not left out. Paul says, this is how this thing going to go down. 
It's amazing to me what Paul knew, the kind of stuff. And I wonder sometime about how, how in the world did Paul know so much about what was going on? But you remember one time he was caught up? You remember he went beyond the first heaven and second heaven and he went on. Yeah, he was caught up. And when he came back, he said, I saw some stuff. Y'all ain't hear me. He says, I saw some stuff that it ain't even lawful for me to talk about. Oh, Paul knew some stuff. So Paul says, this is how it's going to go down. He said, here, here it is right here. The Lord himself. Let's take it right out of the book. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven. He'll descend from heaven with a shout. With a voice of the archangels. With the trump of God. He says at that point, don't worry about the dead. He says at that point, the dead in Christ. Read it good now. Not just the dead, but the dead in Christ. They will rise first. Are y'all hearing me? In other words, don't y'all worry about them. They'll get there before you do. Y'all ain't hear me. They will rise first. And then we which are alive and remain. That's us right now. We which are alive and remain, we will be caught up. I love that word. We'll be caught up together to meet them in the clouds. To meet the Lord in the air. And so shall it be, so shall we ever be with the Lord. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, this, I'm through now, but this is our blessed hope. This is what we hope in this morning. The hope that there will one day be a great reunion. Somebody ought to shout. One day there will be a great reunion in the air. And we will see our loved ones again. And that hope, my brothers and my sisters, is not blind hope. Y'all ain't hearing me. It's a hope that is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I, I dare not trust a sweeter frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is singing sand. Yes, the blood that Jesus shed for me. Way back on Calvary, the blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never, it will never, it will never lose its power. Yes, it reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. The blood 
that give me strength from day to day. It will never, never lose its power. Yes, my brothers and my sisters, hold up your hands, wipe away your tears. There will be a great reunion when we all gather around the throne. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? We will sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace in the mansions bright and blessed. He has prepared for us a place. Let us then be true and faithful, trusting and serving every day. Just one glimpse of him in glory will the toll of life repay onward to the prize before us. Soon his beauty will be whole. Soon the pearly gates will open and we will tread the streets of gold when, when, when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus. We will sing and shout the victory. Yes, don't know about anybody else, but I'm glad that some glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away. Oh, yes, I'll fly away to be at rest. Yes. A great reunion day. One of these days. Oh, 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 listen. I said one of these days. We'll all come together again. When we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing. That will be when we all see Jesus. Yeah, that's it. That's it right there. That's it. Yeah, 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 yes. the wondrous love of Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yes. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace in the mansion the bright and blessed
to give your life to Jesus. What a day of rejoicing that will be. Come on, come on. Oh, when we are. Come give your life to him. This is a good time. We'll sing. Come give your life to Jesus Christ. That will be all when we all we see Jesus. We will. Amen. Amen. Come, come, come. Oh, when we all get to heaven. What a day of re- That will be. You got time. Give your life. Oh. Sing. We'll sing it one more. Oh, come on, come on. When we all give your life to him. What a day that will be. Amen. Come on, come on. Oh, when we all see Jesus, we will sing. Amen. You may be seated. Get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will 
get to heaven What a day that will be When we all, we sing Oh, we will sing and shout When we all get to heaven What a day of rejoicing that will be When we all see Jesus We will sing and shout victory Amen, amen, amen Amen, amen Amen, amen Now move into our observance of the Lord's Supper. Blood that Jesus shed for me. Way back on Calvary, the blood that gives me strength from day to day will never lose its power. The blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never, never lose its power. Well, just lift your voices. Sing the blood, the blood that Jesus he shed for me.
be strength Oh, from day to day It will never lose Gonna ask our own Deacon Donald Wise to lead us to the throne of grace Oh, it reaches God, we thank you again for this particular time. And it flows. May we never forget Calvary. God, it all started at Calvary together. Where you showed your love for us by sending your only begotten son who hung, bled, and died for our sins. Shed his blood for our sins to God. God, we thank you to God. We praise you to God. God, that we're going to spend eternity with you to God. Use us in a mighty way to God that we might continue to lift you up to this dying world to God. Thank you for the blood to God that shall never lose his power to God. We praise you. We glorify you. God, we remember. Thank you, Lord. We remember, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We remember, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Have your way. Amen. And it flows to the Lord as valley. Oh, yeah. That gives me
Yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord. And it flows to the Lord. Lord, it's back. Oh, yeah. Oh, the blood that gives me a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's vein. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Here's some good news. And where sinners plunge beneath the flood lose all their guilty stain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lift your voice and say, There is a fountain. There is a fountain.
attention that uh, we have just a little different. The bread is located on the bottom, so if you're having problems, I'll give you just a moment. It's on the bottom of the cup instead of at the top where we normally find it. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel. And sin must plunge beneath the blood of all the guilty stains. us that on that night before he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and after he had given thanks, says, take and eat. After which he took the cup and says, this is the new covenant in my blood. Take and drink ye all of it. And as often as you do this, you do show the Lord's death until he comes. He is coming back. 
Somebody praise the Lord. I say he is coming back. And when he comes back, we will be caught up. Caught up to meet him in the air. Let me ask that those young people who have come to Christ today, if you all would bring them to the front row, I do need them to make a public confession of Christ. Uh, but while they do that, Deacon Bailey, I'll be caught up to meet him. Y'all bring them on back. Y'all tell them to bring the, those kids if they're still back there. Caught up to meet him. One day. Going where Jesus is One day, one day, one day. I am going where Jesus is One day, one day I am going where Jesus is Yes, I'll be caught up to meet him in the air Joy. One day we'll, yeah, oh, when we meet, yeah, we'll tell, yeah, I'll be, yeah, oh, I'll be caught up, I'll be caught up, oh, what joy. One day we'll, one day we'll meet, and there we'll tell, yes, sir, I'll be, yeah. What joy. One day we'll, one day we'll meet, hey, and then we'll tell. Yeah. One day we'll meet, and then Oh, I'll be caught. 
I'll be caught up over joy. One day we'll, one day we'll meet and they will tell. this day. Amen. Amen. We're going to call out the names of these four baptismal candidates. Amen. Give God Amen. praise. We'll have you stand up and you can show yourself to the sanctuary. Amen. Uh, Brother Kelsey Robinson. Amen. Amen. Phoenix Sky Robinson. All right. And Charlie Rose. Amen, Robinson. Amen. 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 And then Mr. Braylon Moore today. Amen. All Amen. Right. God bless you. Braylon. God bless you. Give God praise for these who have All come right. to be a part of the kingdom of God and the Salem Church family. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Amen. Be seated. Amen. Amen. We thank God that he is still saving souls. Amen. Thank God for our children's church and our youth church. Y'all bless the Lord. Amen. Sister Brooks and her team, Pastor uh, uh, Keys, uh, you, you all have no idea how much work they do all week long. Uh, keeping these young people involved, and it's paying off. And we just thank God for that wonderful ministry. Sometimes when you're here, just go upstairs. Go upstairs and look and see what God is doing up there. Is it finished yet? Are we not quite ready yet? Okay. But just sometime, when we, when we get the word, we're going to go upstairs and just see what God is doing with and through our young people. Amen. The, the, it's often said that our children are the church of tomorrow, but if we don't take care of them now, they won't be here tomorrow. So we have to take care of them now. We thank God for them. In the spirit of this day and in the spirit of the remembrance of all who have gone from us, we want to close today and we want to do God be with you, but a different God be with you. God be with you till we meet again because we will meet. We will meet again. That's, that's the joy. We'll meet at the feet 
of Jesus. So let us all stand now. Let us stand. Grab, just grab somebody's hand if you feel comfortable doing that. Cross Plain Church. It's just for tomorrow night. I would appreciate it. I would really appreciate seeing as many of you there uh, at the Cross Plain Church. You can call the office or you can just uh, uh, look up on, on, on whatever that thing you, you know, look at. You <laughs> Cross Plain Baptist Church in the website. Yeah, somewhere. And Cross Plain Baptist Church. I would look forward to seeing as many of you there. Also on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I'll be in revival at God's Glory Church. Uh, it is pastored by our own daughter, Reverend Barbara Anderson. Uh, God's Glory, that's over in Loganville. And I would appreciate uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, or Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. I would appreciate seeing you there. Amen. Amen. Now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m.
It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.